setting up calves for success. We're talking calfhood health. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, RanchChannel.com, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelby Association, Imogene Ingredients and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Allied Genetic Resources and Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. Cattle Battle. Lots of you are calving or fixing to or maybe at the tail end of calving. This is such a critical time in the calf's life. It sets that calf up really for the rest of its life. Now, one of our listeners, Emily, in Montana, reached out and wanted to hear just a little bit more about calf health. Emily, thanks so much for reaching out. And second, it's a great topic and a perfect time in the cattle calendar. Dr. Tim Parks, Beef Technical Service Manager with Merck Animal Health, joins us today. Tim, great to have you back on the program. It's been way too long. Let's dive right into this one about calfhood health. Well, we, I mean, when we focus on the on on the calving, healthy calving sector, we really, I mean, that starts back. That's going to start back into the time frames of of when we bred those animals and as, as we brought them, bring them through the gestational time frame and the things that we do there. Cause when we think about healthy calving, we really got to consider that we've got to have healthy cows and we got to set those cows up to where they're ready to, they're ready to protect that pregnancy. They're ready to have a successful delivery. And then hopefully we're going to have successful colostrum production as well, because when we get to healthy calving, it all really boils around, boils down to, what, how much colostrum do those cows have and how good a quality colostrum because once that calf hits the ground, colostrum is a starting point for us. So we got to make sure that we're setting those cows up through vaccination protocols, through proper nutrition, all those things through gestation to make sure that, that we have the best chance to, to deliver high quality and quantity colostrum. I'm going to key in on nutrition specific in this one. I am guilty of this, Tim, where, you know, through the winter we we will just kind of maintain those cows, right? I'm guilty of that. But then about 30 days, you know, before they calve, oh, we start to bring them in closer to the barns or the lots, and then they get a little better groceries, right? I think a lot of people are guilty of that. And uh, that, in a way, can almost be a detriment, right? Where, you know, we just kind of eke them along, and, and they're maintaining, and then all of a sudden, right before calving about three weeks or four weeks, well, then all of a sudden, they, they get a little better groceries. We need to maintain them on a good plane of nutrition all the way through that gestational time frame. A lot of growth of that fetus takes place in that third trimester. So, yeah, we got to make sure that we're that we're maintaining uh, body condition on those cows at that time frame. But the other thing I think we really got to focus on and we're seeing it. We're seeing it kind of widespread as we come out of the drought areas. We're, we're starting to see animals that have been nutritionally stressed, not just through the winter time frame, but we actually had some nutritional stress on them as they were grazing just because we had we didn't have as much grass we had poor quality grass uh, we had vitamin mineral challenges so when we think about that developing calf 
all those things are so critical for, for good development of, of the immune system and everything as that calf develops. And it goes back to that fetal programming discussion around what, what all happens to that calf while it's, while it's inside a mom. We got to make sure we're addressing it at that time frame. The other thing that I think we got to be, we really need to, I, I think is rather important is when we go into the winter months, we're going to be feeding the most expensive feed that we're going to be feeding. We're, we're feeding, feeding hay, we're feeding supplements, all those things. We need to make sure that our herd health programs allow us to, to address worm populations, make sure that we're cleaning worms out so we, we don't have cows that are competing with worms or have the negative impact that worms can have on cows as we go through those winter months. That's going to help us all in all through good body condition on the cow as well as, as just good growth in that in that fetus. So now this is maybe perfect timing that we're having this conversation because we are also in bull sale season and a lot of guys going out and purchasing new herd sires thinking about next year already. So Maybe we need to be having this discussion now about um, healthy calves in 2025 because you said, hey, I tell you what, this all begins on the body condition, the nutrition of those cows, what kind of shape they're in going into breeding season. And for a lot of people, that breeding season is, uh, you know, literally it could be six weeks away or sooner. Yeah, we got a lot of people that, you know, start calving and they start calving in January. And uh, those ones that are calving in January, we're going to be seeing, we're going to be seeing cows that they're starting to set up uh, for for the breeding process. So, right here in the Kansas and the Flint Hills, we've got tons of bull sales that are getting ready to take place, and, and uh, we're going to see a lot of a lot of offerings of, of really good quality bulls. So, the the bull market's really good with with what people are spending on some of these bulls. We got to make sure we would, that we provide that bull with with a cow that has the best opportunity to be successful. So, so there's a lot of selection that can take place right now as well. Do you think, uh, Doc, that we tend to be a little reactive about this subject because we think about calfhood health and uh, as you started the conversation you said well kind of technically that started last year at breeding time so do you think on this subject we tend to be a little bit reactive versus proactive and that's why i say hey now is a good time that we need to be having said conversation yeah you know i think i think a lot of times what we find you know and and i'll just take, throw the let's let's go we, we have a healthy calf on the ground and then we start to find fight some neonatal calf diarrhea um so yeah, I think I think as we think about the conversations, what things can we do? What what things can we do to that cow to give that calf the best chance to make things to be successful as we get it out to weaning? Okay, because I mean we we got to get that calf to weaning uh, to to have a successful successful outcome in that cow calf unit. So so what things can we do? You know what what vaccinations can we utilize? in that cow herd to help us get the best colostrum can't stress colostrum enough it's not just that the cow can make it it's that she makes it it's good quality it's good quantity and then we got to have a calf that has the desire to get up inside and we got to have a calf that will get get the colostrum into it but let's do everything we can to help that cow and that's where diagnostics when we have if we have some some neonatal calf diarrhea problems some diagnostics that can help us start to prepare for next year we have some that we can interact and we can be reactive to some vaccines and some products that are available to help us in, in a reaction type method. But if we can, if we can use this calving season to help us prepare for next calving season, that really helps us start to set up 
and utilize the, the, the products that we need, the nutrition that we need. And you can't, you just can't hardly do it without the help of a veterinarian. You got to have that veterinarian involved to, to really help you get all these things accomplished. And that was going to be my next question. I think you were kind of almost leading me into that as I say it all the time. You know, your veterinarian, he doesn't want to fix C-sections at three in the morning. I mean, that's not what he or she wants to do, right? I mean, they're there for a consulting service and purpose and to bring them in on the conversation to actually say, okay, doc, what vaccinations do I need to be giving? What is my medicinal program as part of my management program when do i need to be administering uh those vaccinations what would you recommend for those vaccinations the cost of said vaccinations i know i'm picking on vaccinations right here but you know nutrition goes along those same lines i mean those those veterinarians are probably one of your rancher's best friends right other than your bride who's out there helping you all the time calf gals yeah, no, I mean, veterinarian, they, they understand, I mean, they understand your goals of your operation. They understand where you're at, where you want to go, the challenges that you're up against. They understand the challenges of your geographical area that you're in as well. So, so they're just, a, they're a great source of information to be able to, to help you exactly when, when do we need to give these vaccines? I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times in the cow-calf sector, uh, we talk all the time about the fact that it's, what we are able to do in a group of animals is almost completely driven by what the management capabilities and opportunities of that operations are. You know, a lot of these herds, we only have a couple times a year that we're going to have our hands on those animals. If that's the case, we need to make sure that we, we work with the veterinarian to, to assure that we're doing the said process, whatever it may be, at the appropriate time. Let's, if we're only going to handle them a couple times, let's handle them at the most appropriate times so we can get the best bang for our buck as far as the products that we're using, but so we can create the, the healthiest animal that we possibly can. So, so it's just a, it's a conversation, it's a relationship between, between veterinarian and, and, and rancher producer that is so, so critical. Dr. Tim Parks with Merck Animal Health, thanks so much for coming back on the program. You know that relationship between veterinarian and producer is so darn critical. We can't stress that enough. You know, I really encourage you to schedule some time and put together a game plan, a strategy with your veterinarian and a program that first and foremost sets those calves up for success, ultimately sets your operation up for success. It is that time when we need to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, Beck has the news. We got bull sale results and more information from the Ranch It Up radio show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Kim with Medora Boot and Western Wear. And we have a lot of fun stuff that's coming up and that we've gotten in already. We've gotten in our supply of American straw hats. We didn't have them last year, but we have them in now in all kinds of sizes and styles. And we also got in Atwood felts. So we have 20X and 5X. And they're at a very good price and look great. They're good hats. So come by and see us at Medora Boot and Western Wear. And online at MedoraBoot.com. At Broken Heart Red Angus Ranch, our focus is on raising functional, sound, long-lasting cattle with distinct profitable traits. There will be 85 bulls offered at the 46th annual production sale, backed by 60 years of rigorous use of a sharp jackknife. Be at the ranch March 6th at 1 o'clock near Firesteel, South Dakota. For more information, call 605-865-3190 
or view the Bulls online at petersonredangus.com. The quick, fast, easy, all-in-one location to look at bull sales. Head to ranchchannel.com. Check it out on your phone, ranchchannel.com. All the information on one page at your fingertips. Videos, catalogs, everything, ranchchannel.com. At Allied Genetic Resources, it's all about commercial customer success. We see that charge, we understand that charge, and we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. To maximize heterosis, purchase your next herd sire from an Allied Genetic Resources partner. Just head to AlliedGeneticResources.com. Cow Country News. You know, the cow stuff. Crew, welcome back to the Ranch It Up radio show. I am Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and here's what we got in the news. First off, U.S. Senators John Tester from Montana and Mike Rounds from South Dakota on Monday filed a Congressional Review Act that would overturn USDA's removal of a longstanding ban on beef imports from Paraguay. Congress may use a Congressional Review Act to overturn final rules issued by federal agencies by a simple majority vote. The move is supported by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, United States Cattlemen's Association, RCAF USA, Livestock Marketing Association, National Farmers Union, Montana Farmers Union, Montana Stock Growers Association, and the Montana Farm Bureau Federation. Opponents to the Biden administration's decision to allow beef imports from Paraguay argue it is based on outdated inspections without recent visits to confirm no risk of foot and mouth disease. Tester and Rounds also introduced bipartisan legislation late last year to suspend beef imports from Paraguay in response to such animal health concerns. That bill would also require the establishment of a working group to evaluate the threat to food safety and animal health posed by Paraguayan beef. The two senators have called on the USDA to collect more up-to-date data before resuming beef imports from Paraguay, whose last case of foot and mouth disease occurred in 2012. Also last year, Tester and Rounds introduced bipartisan legislation to suspend Brazilian beef imports to the U.S. until experts can conduct a review of the commodity's impact on food safety and animal health. In other news, the American farmer continues to grow older. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Agricultural Statistics Service announced the results of the 2022 Census of Agriculture, spanning more than 6 million data points about America's farms and ranches. The average American farmer is now a tick over 58 years old, which is an increase of about half a year compared to the last census conducted in 2017. Farmers who are 65 and older increased by 12% in the census, while farmers aged 35 to 64 decreased by 9%. There were 1.9 million farms and ranches down 7% from 2017, with an average size of 463 acres. That is up 5% on 880 million acres of farmland, which is 39% of all the U.S. land. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack asks, This survey is essentially asking the critical question of whether as a country are we okay with losing that many farms? Are we okay with losing that much farmland or is there a better way? That's the importance of this survey. It allows us to take a snapshot in time, allows us to compare what has occurred over the five-year period, and begin to ask ourselves questions about the policy formation and the direction that we need to take in order to correct or deal with some of the challenges that the data presents. 
Egg Census data provides a valuable insight into demographics, economics, land use, and activities on United States farms and ranches. Here are the latest sale reports available now on RanchChannel.com. Churchill Cattle Company, Van Newkirk Herfords, Gardner Angus Ranch, Cow Camp Ranch, Edgar Brothers Angus, Hoffman Angus, Ellingson Angus, Fry Angus Ranch, Upstream Ranch, Jungle Shorthorn Farm, Clear Springs Cattle Company, Gustin's Diamond D. Gelvey, Prairie Hills Gelvey, Top Herfords, Schiefelbein Farms, CK Cattle, Murnock Herford Ranch, Schaff Angus Valley, River Creek Farm, Wassum Red Angus, Raven Angus, Krebs Ranch, Yawn Family Farms, and Chestnut Angus. A couple of sales that we wanted to key in on. Congratulations goes out to Chestnut Angus in Pipestone, Minnesota. They sold 65 Angus bulls. They averaged 8861 14 bred heifers averaged 93.03 and here were the top sellers there was not a $500,000 bull or anything like that here were the top sellers they ranged from 28,000 all the way down to 16,000 so again 65 bulls averaged 88.61 14 bred heifers 93.03 congratulations chestnut angus yawn family farms in south carolina came in with an average of 76.03 on the angus bulls the angus bred heifers at 52.44 the angus bred cows at 71.87 and the fall pairs at 10,130 the sim angus bulls at 67 and a half the sim angus pairs at 6,000 even the sim angus bred heifers at 4,500 the ultra black bulls at 43.75 and then the ultra black pairs at 47.50. Upcoming sales and more recaps head to ranchchannel.com. We're going to take a quick break and the Ranch It Up radio show will be back after this. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Hey, it's Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. LivestockMarket.com. Cryptosporidium, coccidiosis, scours. Do I have your attention now? Don't let scours affect you this calving season by feeding Pharmatan from Imogene ingredients. But you gotta get it into your cows now. I've been saying it a lot. Head to PharmatanUSA.com. Why not give Gelbvi and Balancer Bulls a try this year? Raise replacement females with added fertility, increased longevity, and greater productivity. Get increased performance, improve feed efficiency, and increase the carcass merit. Maximize crossbreeding with Gelbvi and Balancer. The quick, fast, easy, all-in-one location to look at bull sales. Head to ranchchannel.com. Check it out on your phone, ranchchannel.com. All the information on one page at your fingertips, videos, catalogs, everything, ranchchannel.com. The best way to raise beef, Westway Feed Products. Increase your forage utilization. They're efficient. They're convenient. For more information, contact a dealer near you by going to westwayfeed.com or calling 800-800-7517. The best way to raise beef, Westway Feed Products. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It's that time of the program. We check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. Go over the markets, what they did, why they did, 
what maybe could be happening. So, Kirk, what's going on, my friend? Well, we had a pretty big cattle on feed report this week, but we'll jump right into the prices first. March feeders close the week at two fifty four twenty seven and a half. That's up three thirty on the week with the CME feeder index at two forty six sixty four up a dollar sixty three. So you can tell that with futures moving three thirty and cash moving a dollar sixty three, it's widening that basis out and it is getting a little wide, coming in at a negative seven dollars and sixty three and a half cents. As I mentioned, we did get a cattle on feed for February first. It came in at 100.4% versus 100.1% expected. The placements came in at 92.6% versus an 88% expected. And marketing's at 99.9% versus a 99.8%. So on feed and marketing was definitely right on expectations. With the placement number a little bit off, some people were calling that a miss. Uh, we need to keep in mind that that placement number does jump around quite a bit and can vary wildly. April live cattle closed the week at 187.70. That's up three and a quarter on the week with cash trading late in the week at light to moderate volume at 183 to 184 in all regions. That left the five area weighted average up 75 cents at 181.05. The bases versus February is also getting pretty wide at $4.55. So both those bases are spreading out pretty wide, a little bit concerning. On that note, because the basis is wide, we had nine deliveries against the live cattle board on Wednesday and 23 deliveries last Friday. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Weekly slaughter came in at 593,000. That's down 15,000 head versus the last week and 21,000 head versus the same week last year. Choice boxes, kind of the best news of the report so far, came in at 300.61. So we're up above the $300 mark again. That's up 441 on the week. March corn closed the week at 399 and three quarters. So it fell under the, the psychological $4 level, down 16 and three quarter cents on the week. Hey all, Mark Van Zee with LivestockMarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, March 6th, we have an online hay and cattle auction. Over 1,500 bales of alfalfa, grass, and straw. Large squares, rounds, and smalls. Bidding opens at just a dollar a bale. No reserves. All lots will sell. Featured lots include 45 Angus cows, 5 to 7 years old. They're all bred to a black Angus bull. They're going to start calving March 1st from Bear Creek Cattle Company in Stockton, Missouri. 42 large round straw bales. Selling on three 14 bale lots. It's 5 by 6 net wrap from County Line Equipment Sales in Valleda, Missouri. 10 tons of large round mixed grass, 5x6, first cutting 2,000 pounds, tested from TMJ Auctions in Aurora, Nebraska. 102 large round wheat hay bales, selling on three 34 bale lots. It's 5x6, 1350, first cutting from Amber Waves Auction in Kingman, Kansas. 52 large round sedan bales, selling on two 26 bale lots. It's 5x6, tested from Amber Waves Auction. 102 large round prairie bales selling on three 34 bale lots. It's five by six first cutting tested from Amber Waves auction. 200 small square prairie bales selling on eight 25 bale lots. It's second cutting stored inside from Coves Auctions in David City, Nebraska. 60 tons of large square wheat straw selling on four 15 ton lots. It's three by four by eight dairy quality 800 pounds from Beale Farms in Delphi, Indiana and 24 large round straw bales selling on two 12 bale lots is four by six 1100 pounds stored inside from hodge hay company in tip city ohio bidding is currently live but all lots will sell the morning of wednesday march 6 at 10 a.m central time got hay to sell online hay auctions every wednesday on livestockmarket.com and auctiontime.com
Have you ever wondered how to manage cash flow and risk better, especially as a young or first-generation rancher? Hey, hey, I'm Shay, and I visited with Luke Kovarik about how he improved his cash flow and managed risk by diversifying his operation early on, and how he really leaned into the use of technology to help him become a better manager. Here's some advice from Luke. And as we started getting more customers and feeding more cattle and feed costs increase, all of those things accuracy in the backgrounding phase was just extremely important. I started with performance beef, I want to say in 2017 or 18, using it, maybe 18 or 19. Anyway, you know, at that point, uh, we're a small backgrounding operation, but you're still handling, you know, millions of dollars worth of feed, uh, all of the interest, all of the shrinks and billing, you know, multiple different customers. I mean, it was a nightmare from an Excel uh, spreadsheet standpoint and a notebook in the payloader and the feed calls and the rations and all of that. And uh, when we implemented performance beef, it just simplified all of that. Honestly, I feel with just the accuracy of, of the scales and the loading and the shrinks, you know, performance beef more than pays for um, pays for itself, pays for the convenience. Listen to the full story by searching for Casual Cattle Conversations on your favorite podcast player. Happy ranching, folks. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fare thee well, we want to give a big old tip of the hat to all of you brand inspectors out there. You know, when you think about the year as a whole, I don't think they really get many days off. And now that is going to wrap it up for today. A big thank you from our crew to yours. First and foremost, Dr. Tim Parks with Merck Animal Health. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. Shea Keister Warner with Casual Cattle Conversations and... Uh, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you to our partners, RanchChannel.com, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Galve Association, Imogene Ingredients, Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. You can call and you can text 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20. That's 707-726-2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger and Beck approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>